6: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is John
7: Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay guaranteed fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
8: What is up, party people? It's your boy, Jason McIntyre here. Fox Sports Radio. A lovely Saturday morning in Los Angeles. I had a banner week. I'll tell you about it in a second. We have a decent sports weekend as there is a lot of chatter. A lot. It's not confirmed yet. LeBron and Anthony Davis could return tonight against the Nets. There's chatter about it. We'll see. LeBron's been pumping up some stuff on Instagram. I'm sure we'll get to that later in the show. I want to wish everybody a happy spring break. We had spring break this week out here in Los Angeles, so... You know, if you guys follow me on the gram, you know we took the kids to, uh, you know, out to the desert for a few days to get some R&R from uh, Zoom learning and all that fun stuff. Uh, I I got a good desert story coming up for you. But uh, shout out to the Padres. How about last night? Now, we rarely open the show with baseball. Before I get to the biggest story in sports today, I I need to give the Padres a shout out. You guys saw me. I'm a big Padres fan. No, not really. I can't fake the funk. I have a cool Padres throwback hat, and they had a no-hitter last night. Let's start the show with sound from the Padres' first no-hitter in the history of the franchise.
9: No balls in one strike. The big right-hander ready and
7: delivers. Swing and a ground ball to shortstop. Kim has it. Friendly hop. Throw to first. That is a no-hitter, and that is history. Joe. Grove with the first no-hitter in Padre history, April 9th, 2021, at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. The kid comes home, and he gets it done.
8: Shout out to the Padres. I will say, I love the throwbacks they're wearing. Gavin, I know you're an Anaheim guy, but Gavin instantly texted me last night, you gotta wear the Padres hat to the studio. I was like, (laughs) ooh, ooh, yes, yes, I do. And um, that Padres throwback, the
10: unis are great. Um... I find so, baseball to be the easiest sport to be happy for another fan base. Yes. It's just not, it's not like the NFL where you're like, oh, I want them to be miserable because we had that quarterback or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely.
8: Uh, and not Very name exciting drop, for San Diego. But I did text Daniel Jeremiah, friend of the show, NFL Network superstar. Hey, man, I know you're a big Padres fan. Congratulations. He's, he was like through the moon. Uh, he's a big oh, Padres yeah. guy. Um, all right, let's move on quickly to the NBA. And, you know, I... <laughs> Kevin Durant takes a lot of heat for stuff that he says, stuff that he does. Uh, I'm not getting into the Michael Rappaport nonsense on social media. But this week, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green collaborated on a podcast. And they love to go after the media. And they were kind of making fun of the media for how it was reported on why and how and when Durant left OKC to join the Warriors. And I talked about this on Straight Fire. And it actually got a great response. People were very positive. Now, you put it on Twitter. People get very negative. And, They love bashing KD on there. But Kevin Durant and and Draymond Green talked about the recruitment of when it happened and what the final straw was. And, of course, the final straw was Game 7, where LeBron comes back from the 3-1 deficit to beat the 73-win Warriors. Now, the recruitment started back in, like, late January, early February. And Woj, who was then at Yahoo Sports, had the first report, like, hey— Kevin Durant and the Warriors don't rule it out. And a lot of people poo-pooed it, and they were like, come on, Kevin Durant joining the Warriors? Get the heck out of here. No shot. You guys know Woj. I worked with him 20 years ago. He's come on this show. Woj is one of the best reporters any sport in America. Okay? So when he put stuff out there, there's some credibility behind it. And people still didn't want to believe that Kevin Durant could leave OKC for the Warriors. Well, Do we have the audio, right, uh, Gavin? Okay. Here's Draymond Green and Kevin Durant talking about when it went down.
2: It was this whole narrative of like, you call Kevin, you call Kevin crying
1: from the parking lot. I'm like, yo, this can be like, y'all added a theatrical sense to make this movie. Like, no, you you gotta make make. TV, you got to add on a little I know. No. So, like, people just start pouring on, bro.
2: But I, I wasn't about to come out and fight it, like, at the end of the day. It was just. However y'all think Kevin got here, that's what, <laughs> your mind and yeah. roll what helps you out. Go with, And also, OKC, this is for OKC fans. They thought me and Dre was hanging out, literally, like, chilling with each other during the conference finals. And when I heard that, I was like, who do y'all think I am? Who do you think think Draymond would hang out with me during the conference finals like over my house? Like, come on, stop
1: the Exactly.
8: I I, got to say, I'm a big Kevin Durant fan. And not just because we had a, I don't know, several-month Instagram DM bromance back when he was uh, with the Warriors and um, won the first title in uh, in Golden State. And listen, people have beaten up Durant for years for leaving OKC for Golden State. And again, history will be kind to Durant. Okay? Because we all forget Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with the Milwaukee Bucks says, I'm out of here. I don't want to play for this franchise. I don't like this city. I want to go home to a more cosmopolitan Los Angeles. Now, this was in like the late 60s, early 70s. And Jabbar forced his way out of Milwaukee and got to the Lakers. Okay? Kevin Durant forced his way out of OKC, said, hey guys, we had a good run. I'm out of here. Left via free agency. In 25 years, nobody's going to say, remember how Kevin Durant lost game seven in OKC versus the Warriors and then left to go play for the Warriors who had won 70." Nobody's going to say that. It's just going to be like, oh, Kevin Durant, Incredible player, left in free agency, won chips, then left again in free agency to go to Brooklyn, probably going to win some more chips. That's how history will remember him. They're not going to remember all this social media nonsense and Kevin Durant getting in a in a, in a in a, I don't think I could say that, ticking off contest with Michael Rappaport. Like, nobody's going to remember that. that. That stuff is irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. And And I go back to something somebody really smart said. Kevin Durant was an awesome high school talent, ended up at the University of Texas, and you could see that he was going to be a star. And I this quote that the things that got you here won't get you where you're going. What got Kevin Durant to be the MVP of the league and incredible in OKC, he never could make that leap the next step. Now, a lot of it has to do with OKC getting rid of James Harden, which will go down. I, I, listen, we can go through the history books of the dumbest trades of stars, and I would love to say it was stupid of the Timberwolves to give up on Zach Levine, who dropped a fifty burger last night. He had twenty five straight points at one at one point for the Bulls. Now they ended up losing because the rest of the team's largely garbage. But when you look at teams giving up on stars, at OKC giving up on James Harden, one of the what has to be one of the worst moves ever. And I'm not talking about a star who demanded out. That's different from a team saying, hey, we're gonna trade this guy. Like they got to the finals with Harden, Westbrook, and Durant, and then they trade Harden. And you you shafted Kevin Durant with that. Ultimately, that's one of the reasons he left. You think if they keep Harden that Kevin Durant leaves, they probably win a title with those three. But the things that got Kevin Durant to one of the top players in the league. Like, ultimately, it didn't get him the title. He had to leave to go to Golden State to get in a better system. Remember, Curry and Westbrook are totally different players. Westbrook is, I got to get mine. I got to get my stats. I got to take a million shots. That was not Curry in Golden State. Two-time MVP was, hey, man, we're in this great system. Selfish. One night, I might get 45. The next night, Clay might get 45. The next night, it might be you. I'm cool, only getting my shots. That just wasn't in Westbrook's DNA. So Durant ultimately had to leave OKC. And again, he was just drafted there. You don't have to. There's nothing in the history books that say, you were drafted by this team. You must stay there. No. That's just not how it works. Just because Larry Bird was drafted to Boston, oh, you know, greatest franchise ever. Magic was drafted to the Lakers, second greatest franchise. Jordan was drafted to the Bulls, Great city, you know, got whatever he wanted. Like, that's not how it works. Like, we need to leave Kevin Durant alone. I know I sound like I'm defending him the way that the Britney Spears defenders uh, are out defending her. Like, Durant was fine leaving. The way he left, it wasn't on bad blood with OKC. Yeah, they were upset that he left left them. But he went to a better situation, won two titles, won two finals MVPs. Come on. Made him a better player. Put him in the history books. Kevin Durant's going to go down, guys, probably as a top 10 all-time player. Now, right now, they're their favorites to win the championship. And a guy hit me on Twitter this week and said, hey, you know, what happens if the Nets beat the Lakers for the title? Head-to-head, Kevin Durant will have three against LeBron. And I thought about it for a sec, and I said, okay. So, LeBron was favored, Heat versus the OKC Thunder, LeBron won. The Warriors were favored against the Cavs, Durant won. Warriors were favored, Durant won. Nets are currently the favors to win the title. They win the title, they were supposed to. Like, I I, I don't think losing a championship, getting to the finals again is somehow going to hurt LeBron? Have you guys looked at the Western Conference? I'm trying to sell Gavin on, on an entire segment around who the hell's coming out of the West. Because right now, I don't know how much regular season NBA you guys are watching. The Denver Nuggets have peeled off eight Street. They have not lost since getting Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr. is like their fourth best player. And he can give you 25 and 30 on any night. I'm telling you, right now, the Denver Nuggets are the best team in the West. They are. That's undeniable. The Phoenix Suns are very good. Utah Jazz are very good. LeBron and AD, healthy, they're going to be a problem. We know that. I didn't even mention the Clippers. I haven't even got to Damian Lillard, who probably is going to finish top three MVP. And the NBA MVP is another discussion, given the injuries to Harden's now out for probably another week. Um, LeBron's still out. Embiid missed a ton of time. Like Jokic versus Damian Lillard for the MVP. Giannis, is he still in the mix? Like the West is so loaded. Merely getting to the finals for LeBron will be a massive accomplishment given the injuries and his age. So, like, the NBA is getting super interesting. And Kevin Durant is back. He had a pretty good debut. Him, Harden, and Kyrie still haven't played a ton together. And I'm, listen, I'm not buying this Embiid stuff. Last night, the healthy Sixers, they lost to New Orleans, which is a joke. And my guy, Jason Tatum, went for 53. Like, it's a good sports weekend. I haven't even mentioned the Masters in full swing. And I don't know where Gavin is. We could talk during the break, Gavin. But this Tiger Woods situation, a little odd. I don't want to go overboard again. I You guys know I've been very cautious with the Deshaun Watson stuff. I heard something this week about the Deshaun Watson stuff that I'm absolutely not comfortable talking about the topic right now. Um. But this Tiger Woods car crash, um, somebody had a theory. I'm reluctant to get into it, but it it, it, there could be some. I don't know what's going on with Tiger. I hope he gets okay. Masters leaderboard. I haven't watched much of it. I was honestly distraught yesterday. Nah, that's distraught's a little harsh. But I I do want to say, maybe Chris, we could get some DMX bumper music, you know, this morning because DMX passing. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what our, our audience, uh, the the range is like 19 to like 65. This show is in so many markets on Saturday mornings. And DMX, the passing. Last weekend on the show, I guess he was it, it, starting to fall ill in the hospital. And we got a little sad. And His death at, I think, 50? Like, he's young, guys. 50 is young. Obviously, he had a hard life. and Went through a lot. But some of his music, man. When I was a young guy out of college, living in and around New York City, every weekend night that we would go out, DMX was on the pregame playlist. Like the energy his music brings. And yeah, there's an angry, aggressive nature to it. And I like to think I can be uh, uh, aggressive and play angry basketball, but like as a human, I'm not particularly angry. Like life is good, let's enjoy it. Um, but something about DMX's music, it just hit me at the time when it was very impressionable. And so many of his songs really are awesome. And I, I saw an outpouring of support on social media. So I just want to give a quick shout out to um, to DMX as we head into the break. But coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, I, I want to ask you guys, what matters more to a quarterback prospect? The situation or the inherent talent that that guy has. We're going to talk about that next cuz the NFL draft is getting a little crazy. It's approaching. I believe we're 3 weeks away. And some madness is happening at the top. We'll talk about that next here on Fox Sports Radio.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
8: Gosh, DMX, legendary. Now, I, I don't know if you guys have heard this. During tax season, I heard a joke. Stop, drop, should have called H&R Block. Oh, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard that, but I thought it was funny the first time <laughs> I heard it. Uh, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right, before I get to the NFL draft, quick word. So, you know, there's been like no traffic in Los Angeles for a year because of the pandemic. So it was spring break. We went out to the desert. And as I'm getting ready to come back, I look at the map and there's this huge red traffic stopped on the map. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, come on. So I text a buddy who had left. And he's like, oh, it's brutal. We're just sitting in a car baking on the highway. Fire up Waze. I know you guys know about Waze. I haven't used Waze in a year. So it was one of those where you press the app, and then it's like, oh, we have to re-download it because you haven't used it in so long. You know how you like offload the apps or whatever to save space on your phone? Fire up Waze saved me 45 minutes. And I was like, thank you! And you could tell... A lot of other people were using Waze because it's like going through neighborhoods and like adjacent to the highway and you're trying to go through all these shortcuts. It was incredible. So shout out to Waze. Thank you. Um, I I, th- I had this feeling we we're going to start getting a little more back to normal, Gavin, out here in California. Absolutely. I mean, you could just sense it like, you know, we're, we're at this resort and um, we ran into a bunch of people we knew from our town and like, I actually was shaking hands with people again because- Everybody's been vaccinated or at least all the all the people we know. and you know, you're outside, you feel you start to feel good. Uh, we did have dinner only outdoors still. have didn't spend a lot of time indoors. but like I, I one final quick note that nobody cares about on spring break. You're eating unhealthy. you're doing three meals a day, you know, it, it, you're sitting around. It, I took the stairs. We were on the fifth floor. I took the stairs every single time up and down except when we were bringing our bags and leaving with our bags and it felt good that was like my exercise I would bang out a couple of push-ups and sit-ups in the room my wife thinks it's very illusory. but uh you guys are all vaccinated yes yes we we got the vaccine and uh you know I I just I like that everybody's getting vaccinated and and you're starting to feel comfortable um it's feeling good um all right so let's get to the NFL draft because just this madness is starting to happen and I'll go big picture real quick a lot of credible people in sports media are saying Mac Jones is going to the Niners at three. And before your head is done exploding, just please consider this. In December, okay, Mac Jones was considered a fringe first-round prospect. Oh, he's, he's all right. You know, the guy's got 17 starts, okay? And there, in the last 25 years, there's only been four quarterbacks Drafted in the first round to have had fewer than 18 college starts. Remember, Bill Parcells was the guy. You need, I think, 30 was the number he said. 30 meaning a little over uh, two years of college starts. Four guys, first round last 25 years, under 18 starts. Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. He's already on his second team. I know he's had two playoff appearances, but come on. Okay. No. Uh, Mark Sanchez. Did get to two AFC title games with my New York Jets. Okay? Uh, also, never really did anything or amounted to much in the league. Dwayne Haskins. Okay? Washington. I'm not even going to get into I, I don't know if he'll have 25 starts in his NFL career. And the last one is Kyler Murray, who I'm still bullish on. Ridiculous athlete. Tough to put him in the class of the other three guys. But it's still early. So that's the bucket that Mac Jones falls into. And December, fringe first-round prospect. Okay? After, what, uh, like late January, you know, he had the two good playoff games. Well, he could go as high as 15 to the Patriots. You know, the Nick Saban-Belichick friendship. Maybe Mac Jones goes 15. And now, here we are early April, Mac Jones is going third. And I said this on CowHerd Show yesterday, and I got a bunch of negative tweets from people because that's what you guys do. Mac Jones had more All Americans on his offense than the Big Ten and the Big 12 had combined. That's how stacked Alabama was at wide receiver, on the offensive line, and at running back. It just loaded. So his situation was perfectly set up for succeed, for success. Do you guys remember A.J. McCarron, Alabama? Also, great talent around him, won a ton of games. He was always perceived as, oh, yeah, A.J. McCarron, he could be a starter in this league. He didn't go first round, obviously. But he's bounced around, and what has he started? Maybe like four games, five games? Like, career backup. Tua Tungvaloa went high. A lot of people are still optimistic. I didn't see it. Honestly, at Alabama, Mac Jones is dropping back and his first read is going to be open like all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's like Henry Ruggs, uh, Jerry Judy, uh, Jalen Waddell, you know, like uh, Devontae Smith, like the, Mac Jones. Uh, nobody's open. Let me just find, dump it off to Najee Harris, who p- might be a first round running back. And again, I'm not saying Mac Jones is not talented. I just think this would be a colossal whiff. And I know Kyle Shanahan could coach up anybody. And some people are comparing this to the Kirk Cousins versus RG3 thing in Washington. Remember, Shanahan, uh, his dad was the head coach. The owner wanted RG3, where well, they got him. And ultimately, Shanahan and his son, who was on the staff, they wanted Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins ended up um, doing pretty well in Washington and getting paid and has had a much better career than RG3. And some people are saying, well, Mac Jones is Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields is RG3. Now, that's a little bit of a scary thought. I don't see that out of Justin Fields. I don't. Uh, RG3 was like a Johnny-come-lately at Baylor, big arm. Justin Fields, we've seen, he was like an elite recruit in high school. It's a little troubling that he did not win the starting job at Georgia, but he played some mop-up duty in the SEC. And of course, you know, we, we know what he did at Ohio State with the r- ridiculous numbers, but then you say, well, Haskins put up great numbers at Ohio State. What good quarterback has OSU produced? Cardell Jones put up big numbers. You know, JT Barrett put up big, you know, like I get that, but uh, I don't put fields in their class, guys. Uh, how many of those guys threw six TDs against a, a team like Clemson? Now, this wasn't two years ago, Clemson. This is a watered down Clemson defense, but. I I still think I've got to go. Justin Fields a three. I don't totally get the Mac Jones hype.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: It's a beautiful Saturday morning to talk with Sean Salisbury from the Sean Salisbury show. Sports Talk 790 in Houston. You know him on Twitter at Sean Unfiltered, how are you this morning, buddy?
14: Jason, I'm doing great, brother. Great to be on with you as always. As I've told you before, I love your work and uh, keep it up. And I'm honored to be on with you on a Saturday, yeah. bud.
8: Thanks for taking the time. I-, I wish we were talking under better circumstances. You know, maybe we could <laughs> yeah. talk about uh, what the Rockets are going to do at the top of the draft. Uh,
14: Those aren't better circumstances either, unless we get Suggs or Cuddy Jam. Wait, you, I, struggling. <laughs> you don't like
8: Mobley, the big kid? Can you imagine I, oh, Mobley? I,
14: I, I, I and love him. Christian He's a Trojan. Wood? He's a Trojan. Those three guys, you can, depending on your needs, That we got three really good ones at the top of the draft. So, yeah, I'll take any of them, but they're going to struggle between now and then, as we know. But there's a future to be had. But, yeah, Yeah. circumstances in Houston other than the Astros aren't real good right now.
8: Where are you on the kid Kevin Porter?
14: Uh, I I like, I think there's a chance. I do. I think there's a chance. I'm big on, obviously, Christian Wood is, a. I think, going to be a star in the league. I do. You build around him. I think we've seen that... uh, You know the draft picks with Tate is is he's a pretty good player, and I you know they've Olynyk they're they're starting to do some things. They got all these assets. They're going to obviously maneuver to put themselves in a position. They're more than a year away, but uh, Porter's shown flashes, and I think people like it. But the whole there there are pieces that are better than the full puzzle here. But Stephen Silas isn't going anywhere. They're big fans of him. I spent time with the GM talking to him on the phone, and I think they feel like they're building something. But we got to have patience because they're used to Harden scoring 35. So yeah. it's a it's a new regime here. But they've got some young pieces that are trying to gel, and and it's and it's looking at least a little brighter.
8: Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, slow play before we get into Deshaun Watson stuff. So I, I, I open you, up brother. with Rockets. Listen. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still not very comfortable, Sean, talking about this. I know it's impossible for you not to, being in Houston. It's the biggest story, for sure, in the city. Um, Why don't you fill us in on the latest? Because a lot went down in the last 48 hours.
14: Yeah, you know what, Jason? I'm with you. These are never... I, I, when I wake up at three 3.30 in the morning and you gotta, oh, you know, you're opening your show talking about what's new, it's never comfortable because you can't be – and if you're trying to be right, I mean trying to be first to give a hardcore opinion, it's wrong. And it's irresponsible because if we were ever going to sit on the fence to do what we're supposed to do, I'd rather be right. And with, with these gals, they, they, these women deserve, they, these women do, they deserve to be heard. We're at a time when the sensitivity, but also whether it's 50 years ago or 50 years from now, these things, if, if it's true, this just can't happen. And on the other side, Deshaun and his attorney deserve to be heard, too, because right now none of us were there. It's just what we see in social media and what we hear. The truth is, I don't know much more than than the other people because I don't have any insight to Rusty Harden or or Tony Busby. And it's a heinous situation. You know, the optics are aw- awful. And what, wherever this lies, if Deshaun did do it, then you know he's he's gonna he's gonna pay the price. And if and if none of these are true, one's too many. If none of them are true, then and twenty two women or more are lying then they also need to be held accountable for it. So that's where it is. And now Rusty Harden obviously wants the identity of uh, and a a judge ruling on that to get the identity since Tony Busby and they're talking so much and and Deshaun Watson's defending against people he doesn't know their names. So this is semi, I guess for me, feels a little odd because – if you're one of these females, you saw how they get attacked on social media. It's a very slippery slope, yeah. not only for a judge, but for attorneys. These are high-powered attorneys. It's an awful situation. It's a, it's a horrible way to wake up every day to discuss it, and especially when people say, oh, he's guilty. Well, is he? And, yeah. oh, these girls are, no, well, did the girls do wrong? Hell, justice deserves to be served, and I think the smartest thing for us to do and the responsible thing is wait till we have facts. But, yeah, the public court of perception of him, Jason, he was, is, 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 think about any city that holds players in high regard on and off the field. Before this happened, and even before he said he wanted to be trading, and while that traded before that was going on, he was held in as high regard in our town as any player was in theirs. Yeah. As a human being and as a player. And I, I'm just talking about the court of public perception. I'm not, talk about, uh, I'm not talking about him being guilty or not, because I don't know, but... The, you can see on Twitter and on my show when people call in the the, the it's a hundred and eighty degree swing for him, and there'll be da- he, he's going to have to do a lot of damage control, regardless of the result of this to get trust back regardless and it's unfortunate we try people before they're tried, but uh, you know eventually the the, the the truth hopefully will come out, and we may never know all the facts, but it's an awful situation
8: yeah i I, I will say i I guess my problem is and the one thing I cannot rectify, and Sean, you're, listen, you, you're a played had a long career. I'm sure you got a lot of massages. Um, I, I like to work out and, uh, you know, stay fit, and I get massages, but I get it from yep. the same person. You, you know how you find a good barber and you stick yes. with that person because they're yes. great at cutting your hair? I yes. feel the same way about masseuses. And yeah, if you're going to a hotel with, you know, a wife on a vacation, you know, you take a random massage. But in my town, I get a massage from one person. You know, and I had my mom comes in town. She goes there. I I send the wife to this masseuse. I'm not bouncing around. The one thing I can't rectify with Watson is what are you doing getting massages from, like, 40 different women? That's the one thing I don't understand. Have we had anything remotely close to that? Any answer to that? Sorry.
14: No, I'm I'm 100% with you. Listen, and like I said, I'm not putting guilt on him. Some people do stuff a lot different, look different, yeah. act different than, than others do. But I, I'm with you. I, I don't think I've had 30 massages from 30 in my life. Yeah. Normal <laughs> massages at a, at, the, at a Four Seasons hotel when you're on vacation with your wife. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. But I, 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 you're, you're exactly right. Whether it's you got a barber you go to or you, if you're a, you, you get your nails done, right? If you're a manicure <laughs> right, yeah. pet, Honestly. And, and I, I do. I get pedicures, too. It's like the same person who does them. I, I don't know why. You know, Jason, sometimes we're, we're so bad. I, I And it's not to evade the I, I don't know why. It, yeah. It's odd to me. And I, and you know what's crazy is that that question has probably come up more in, on, on my show and in this town and, and you look at social media too of, why so many? And, and I don't know. Maybe he wants to try something else. And I've, I don't think I've ever in my life seen somebody I mean, maybe they do. Maybe that's the way we communicate. And I know Rusty Harden had said that, his attorney, about you go find on Instagram, but I also have never searched out of town. I don't know what I'd need a massage therapist (laughs) to fly to Houston for if she's in New York or Boston or Arizona. I I, I, I don't know. I I, I wish I had a better answer, but it it seems odd. I don't think many people disagree with you. I think most people's question is why in your position as such a great decision-maker on the field would you even put yourself in that position, right? People make mistakes, but uh, this is more than just – this is not an accident. It's obviously something he did. Now, whether it's guilty or not or it's just massages because he likes massages from 40 different people, I don't know. But it seems odd to me. I am with you 100%. It's head shaking. Let me play the other side
8: now. Again, I'm not going to speculate why that would be. But the other side of this, Deshaun Watson, by all accounts, choir boy never been in trouble in high school. Uh, choir boy never got in trouble at Clemson. I can't find any instances of even like a bar fight or an arrest drunk in public. Nothing It That's- Clemson. Uh, I-, I don't recall anything in Houston. Maybe I missed it. But the timing of him saying he wants out trade me and all these people coming forward and Deshaun Watson suddenly looking like a bad guy, that is also very interesting to me.
14: Agreed. And, and Jason, I, I'm with you. you. You go and you say, okay, can I recall? And then when Dabo comes out and says he's like a son to me. Well, I trust Dabo, and he holds him in high regard at no time. And in this town, I could tell you the talk about him. Now, while J.J. Watt probably is the most highly regarded, right? I mean, just from his difference-making and the rest of it, Watson was approaching that, 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 that feeling, Right. Yeah, you know, if he's the guy who was going to play on the field, off the field, from his local commercials, too. That at no time was there like, and I don't know what goes on in somebody's private life, and usually I, I, I don't care as long as they're not breaking the law. And then this comes out, it's like, this is, this is such a 180-degree difference from the way everybody thought. Now, does that mean he's guilty? Absolutely not. But it's just you're thinking, you're scratching your head, you're saying, how does this happen just like that? And then the timing, is it coincidence? Is it... Uh, Jason, this is one of the most baffling. Normally, we eventually, you put a finger on it, but it's like you can't because there's people that are still having a hard time that come on my show like, why would this guy do this? And at no point in time has anybody uttered an ill word about him, and yet here we are in this situation, and that doesn't mean guilt, and it sure as heck doesn't mean the the the, the women on the other side are falsely accusing. It's a crazy situation and one that just continues to tell us, Jason, that we never know yeah. what goes on in somebody's
8: life, good or bad. A great point. Sean Salisbury's show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. you got to follow and listen, at Sean Unfiltered on Twitter. Sean, thanks a lot, and, uh, you know, good luck making sense of this.
14: Well, I, hopefully we can yeah. all make sense of it. And whoever, wherever justice is served, that it gets done the right way. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks all for having right. me
8: on. Okay, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, you know, a true center has not won the MVP award in the NBA in almost two decades.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL Draft? quarterbacks coaches well I talk about it all on the show I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on the NFL and you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round listen to the three and out podcast with me John Middlecom, on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
6: DMX,
8: gone, dead. Sad stuff. It's got a great music catalog that uh, you'll be hearing a lot of here this weekend. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Interesting stuff from Sean Salisbury. It's got to be difficult to be hosting a radio show in Houston right now because that's all anybody wants to talk about is Deshaun Watson. And it's a story filled with potential landmines. You say the one wrong thing, some jerk clips off 10 seconds of your statement and it goes viral and then you lose your job you know like it's
10: just a it's it's a very difficult situation think about this jason so then okay you know what we're going to stay away from deshaun let's go to some astros talk oh fans in the stands are throwing trash cans on the field because our team is involved in the biggest cheating scandal in baseball (laughs) history oh let's go to the nba our star player is forcing his way out at strip clubs and gaining weight. I mean, Houston sports is at an all-time low right now.
8: Yeah, it's, it's a tough time to be a Houston. And imagine, if, if Deshaun Watson is suspended, I'm not saying he should be or will be. I'm just saying if he is, because we've seen other guys get suspended for um, various things in the NFL. Let's just say that. If Deshaun Watson gets like six games, or four games, I mean, they're already a bad team. They're going to be headed right back toward the top and probably the number one pick in the draft. Um, tough times in Houston. All right, let's, let's look ahead to the NBA MVP situation. So LeBron, even if he comes back, will have still missed a lot of games. And in a 72-game season, I don't think you can miss 20, 25 games and still win the MVP. I, if you look at the MVP history in the league, it's always been a major star, usually from a major market, right? And I don't—I I just look at this season and, you know, the way the winds are blowing, and I'm telling you guys, I think Jokic is going to be the, the guy who probably wins the award. Giannis has won it the last two years. Now, the Bucs have had, uh, I think, the best record both of those seasons. James Harden won it. I mean, he was awesome. Russell Westbrook, average of triple-double. Curry, best player, 73 wins, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Derrick Rose. I think Jokic will be the first second-round pick to win an MVP. Man, I, I can't name I'm looking at the list. Like, Steve Nash was not a second-round pick. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki went, you know, top 15. It's certainly the first center since Shaq in 2000 with the Lakers. It's, it's been a crazy, that's how crazy this season has been. And, and Gavin,
10: I know you're Willis uh, Reed. I knew there had is been that one. the last one that was the only second round pick to ever win an MVP. So I know you run hot and cold with the NBA.
8: Gavin, if we're looking at a Denver Nuggets,
10: Brooklyn Nets final, what's your interest level? Oh, I'm absolutely interested. Oh, you are? Yeah, absolutely. No, I it's it, it has nothing to do with the sport of basketball. It just has to do with the regular season mm. and and the lack of interest in a daily like Embiid comes back last night, looks great. Is he back in the MVP mix? I can see it. But it's just hard as a topic in sports radio, especially yeah. national. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think the Nuggets are a very impressive team, especially with the trade Aaron Gordon. Um, I think, yeah. they and, ha- I mean, they have not lost since getting Gordon. Uh, think
8: about it. Aaron Gordon was like the number one guy in Orlando. He now comes in and it's like, oh, hey, we got Jokic. We got Jamal Murray. Here's what we need you to do. It's like, whoa, really? Not th- That's all that's on my plate? I can really lock in on defense?
10: I-, I still kind of think that the loss of Gary Harris could be meaningful in the playoffs because he was pretty crucial <laughs> last postseason we saw. Yeah. Um, But, no, I think the playoffs will be fine. I think the Nets look unstoppable. Um, Clippers are coming on strong. But, again, got to do it in the playoffs. Paul George can't be putting up 30 points every night.
8: Yeah, and Paul George has his toe injury. It's lingering. And, like, it's a tough sell to use a toe injury as an excuse. But I don't know, man. They get Rondo. You think that's really going to matter? Rajon Rondo?
10: Yeah, no, it, it's it's hard to imagine that. I don't think he'll have as big of an impact as he did on the Lakers. I think he helped the Lakers a lot last year.
8: Yeah, it, it's interesting when Denver's really good, Phoenix is really good. I mean, this Phoenix Suns team is tough. Booker and CP3. Utah's really good. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Luka Doncic, who came into the season as the MVP favorite. And they're starting to surge uh, in the West. The Spurs are falling off as expected. Zion with a nice win last night. Zion. No playoffs two years in a row. That's a colossal disappointment. Shoot everybody in that front office to the moon and
10: let me take control. And it does sound like fans will be back in the stands for the postseason. Yeah,
11: huge. It's very exciting. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com
0: and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, hour number two here on Fox Sports Radio. It's your boy, Jason McIntyre. On in the studio, this lovely Saturday morning, no more college basketball. But fortunately, we have the movie Coming to America showing on uh, Paramount. Um, obviously, I think I mentioned I watched Coming to America too, or tried to get through it. It was uh, not particularly good. Did see King Kong versus Godzilla. Did you guys see that? I hope they did, because, listen, it is a fun, fun movie. If you expect um, an Oscar-winning movie, you're not going to get it. You get two big monsters battling. And uh, let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on from Godzilla King Kong to our next guest. Uh, He covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, D. Orlando Ledbetter. Morning, man. How are you?
2: Hey Jason, how you
8: doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited to talk Falcons because mostly, I've I have felt for a while that the draft basically pivots on four. The Atlanta Falcons. Everybody's been saying they need a quarterback. I I, I just don't see that. Like, oh, it's time to move on from Matt Ryan. Really? Doesn't he turn thirty six like next month? Hasn't he missed like three games in his entire career? uh Matt ryan's a good quarterback. I don't know why you would move on like why would you hire a new coach right and then move on from your quarterback? like no guy's taking the the Falcons job if you don't have a quarterback like Matt Ryan is a good quarterback, right? You can win with this guy still.
2: yeah, no question about him. It's real simple when they have protected him, when the interior of his pocket has been firm uh he can step into his throws they go to the playoffs i um you know the 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 team is, is trying to look down the road and try to be sustainable, but now is not the time to uh, look for his heir apparent. But you got to at least look at it because you, you don't plan to be in the top part of the draft anytime soon. Yeah. So uh, if somebody blows your socks off, you might have to make that mm. call.
8: And as of right now, and again, we're still uh, what, almost three weeks away from the draft, any idea where the Falcons are leaning? I I mean, everything you read, and I think I've read a lot in your paper, that the owner really likes Matt Ryan, that's a sign to me they're not taking a a guy like Trey Lance now and having him sit this Packers strategy of let's get the air apparent while we can, which has not helped the Packers at all.
2: Yeah, no question about it. Um, The new GM, Terry Fontenot, said he's going to take the best player available, you know, uh, channeling Ozzie, Newsom from Baltimore, Ryan Wood from Green Bay, he says, you know, when you start reaching for needs, that's when you mess up the whole apple cart. So, you know, if Justin Fields is the best player there, uh, you know, they got to take him. But, you know, that might be not, he might not be their best player. Penny Sowell from Oregon, Kyle Pitts from uh, Florida, you know, those three guys would be in the mix. Now, um, if, if Shanahan did trade up to three to get Mac Jones, which I don't believe, um, <laughs> then Justin Fields will be there. So I'm pretty sure it, the only thing that makes sense to me is they traded up that high and gave up three first-round picks to get Justin Fields. They didn't do that for Mac Jones. Yeah, so I would agree. We've we, we seen strangers' things. So then the Falcons could be sitting there. You know, they haven't been selling out the new stadium. Justin Fields this is a local. Um, Hey, it makes a lot of sense for the future of the team and the future of the franchise. But they redid Matt Ryan's contract for two more years, and his hit is too big for him to go anytime soon. So he's here for three years. He's going to play that contract in Atlanta, and you're not drafting Justin Fields to sit for three years. Yeah,
8: I 100% agree. Um, So this really comes down to do you go offensive line? And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but didn't the Falcons last year tout that we have five first-round picks on the offensive line? Now, I know none of them are great, and they're not all from the Falcons, but they were all first-round picks, correct?
2: Correct, yeah. And two of them are gone. Uh, Alex Mack moved on to the 49ers at 35, and James Carpenter was cut. So, um, you know, now they're down to three first-rounders. So uh, and, and a third-rounder that will be taken over for Mack at center. So there's a hole at left guard. Uh, you could draft Penny Store at 64331. He can go right in the guard right away. I'm told I'm told he could start at four spots right away right now oh, wow. at 20. At 20 and then you could flip him to outside later.
8: Now that's interesting. I thought specifically he was targeted to be a a, a left tackle. I didn't think that they could put him at guard. Now that changes things cuz I thought that You know, Sewell didn't make that as much sense as, say, a Kyle Pitts when you've got Julio Jones who just turned 32 coming off an injury-plagued season. For me, Kyle Pitts made a lot of sense. You know, Calvin Ridley's nice. If Julio starts to lose a step at 32, you've got Kyle Pitts who can come in and easily catch 75 balls as a rookie,
2: right? Yeah, no question about it. But um, the basic part of football, blocking, they haven't been very good at. <laughs> so, you know, you need to... You know, Matt Ryan's been sacked over 40 times the last three seasons, and then the running game went nowhere. I think 3.2 yards a carry last year, and Durley kind of fell off a cliff. So, you know, you got to improve that running game so he can throw his play-action passes, and you got to protect Matt Ryan, and then, you know, uh, you can get to the weapons. You can have Ridley take over for Julio, try to get more out of Hayden Hurst and throw it out of the backfield to Mike Davis.
8: What about this idea that, uh, you know, the new coach is coming from Tennessee where he loved two tight end sets and running the football and, you know, I know Derrick Henry was, was a workhorse. Falcons aren't really built like that. Do you see a change in what, how the Falcons do things or do you think the new coach adopts to what he's got talent-wise?
2: Yeah, he's going to try to revert to the Kyle Shanahan offense that he learned with Matt LaFleur and add some of the power that he got from Mike Malarkey when Mike was in Tennessee. He wants to take the edges with those tight ends, but yeah, he doesn't have Derrick Henry on the roster, so he's going to have to run some outside zones, stretch plays, inside, and some gap action to get the running game going, so... And then you know the passing part, you know, is real simple once they get that going. Yeah. On Matt Ryan throwing play oh. action stuff—that's so where we're headed. And uh, you know, you could see a running back come off the board, not at four, but you know, you'll see yeah. one uh, in the draft for sure. Okay.
8: Well, you just sold me. Uh, we're talking about D. Orlando Ledbetter, Atlanta Falcons beat writer. Uh, you just sold me. I do mock drafts for Fox Sports, and it's going to be Sewell at four because if if they if if he wants to run the offense he had in Tennessee. And he don't have the lineman to do it. That's the move. I mean, As as good as Kyle Pitts is, and as much sense as that makes, you know, you do have Hearst there. I, I think he's got to go uh, with the offensive lineman and and, and get that uh, offense back to where he had in Tennessee. So that's a done deal. And then you can get the kid from North Carolina, maybe early second round, the running back. You can find running backs anywhere, really, right?
2: Yeah, no doubt. I like the Chubba Hubbard kid from Oklahoma State, Trey Sermon from Ohio State. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, the, both of the North Carolina kids. Yeah, there'll be some running backs uh, sitting around in third and fourth round that, that can come in and help you out.
8: Yeah, all right. He is D. Orlando Ledbetter. Covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Follow him on Twitter at D. Orlando AJC. Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time this morning.
2: Sure, no problem,
8: Jason. Thanks for having me. All right. Atlanta Falcons really holding a key to the draft. Sewell is an awesome offensive lineman. And that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to have to change that in my next mock draft for Fox. Um, that, I guess that means Kyle Pitts could go five to – who's got the fifth pick? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I know the Eagles were at six. I think the Dolphins are at six. The NFL draft
10: is just so fun. Dolphins are at six now, Dolphins right? are at six. Who's and at five? Eagles are at 12. Uh, five. Uh, let me try.
8: Yeah. Miami Dolphins. They could get Jamar Chase then or Kyle Pitts. Wow. Oof. Uh, Miami Dolphins in good Five shape. is the
10: Bengals, Doug. Yeah, Cincinnati <laughs>
8: Bengals. They want Chase. They're not moving, yeah. But they would certainly take. I, um, well, Panay Sewell was always the talk. Yeah, um, the, I guess the problem is they lose A.J. Green. And Joe Burrow played with Jamar Chase, the receiver from LSU. Put up monster numbers. Um, you're right, Sewell makes sense. I'll have to look at that offensive line. But if Sewell's gone, four,
10: then yeah, it... it uh... By the way, I did want to say this when you were talking about Mac Jones. You were saying that he had so much help at Alabama, which is not deniable. Um, but to the same effect, Joe Burrow had the same at LSU. He was stacked there. And I don't think he got trashed for not being skilled. Now, he's more athletic. I think that's clear. But, um, but I do think that it is possible that everyone was just talented on the team.
8: Entirely like, possible, yes.
10: And that was an all-time great LSU team. Like that, that might go down as one of the greatest college football teams we've ever seen.
8: Yeah, and listen, a lot of people want to say, well, Joe Burrow came out of nowhere and was the number one pick. Well, not really. He was also in that Ohio State quarterback room with, like, three other superstars. And at the college level. And then he goes to LSU and he was the starter for a year. He didn't put up great numbers. So he was a two year starter, Joe Burrow, in college. Similarly to Zach Wilson, who was actually started for like one and a half years at BYU, wasn't particularly great, and then made the jump this past season. Again, that's not Mac Jones. Uh, Okay, Mac Jones was like the backup to Tua and could never get on the field. And he was the backup to Jalen Hurts as well. Then the one year he is a starter, he has a great season. Now, Iowa Sam, I know you watch a lot of Alabama football. I don't know. I mean, we've been over Mac Jones a lot. Like, none of us love this guy, right?
15: Well, he certainly looks good in that system, right?
10: Yeah, but what what is that? like? (laughs) But see, Jason, my thought is, and you'll take this as a personal shot or something, but I would take whoever the Niners have... At three, whoever they take will have a better career than Zach Wilson. At two, I I feel very confident. Well, I mean, uh, and that's the situation versus talent thing. I don't care how talented I thought Sam Darnold was, incredibly talented. Yeah, but he, you go to a bad situation now. Look, the Jets do seem to be on the rise, but Robert Salah has not coached a game. We don't, we don't really know anything. I, I will say that the Jets' offensive coordinator
8: is a Shanahan guy. He was working under Shanahan in San Francisco last year. And yes, obviously Shanahan's a really good offensive mind.
10: I <sighs> But at some point when all these offensive mind coaches, remember in 2019 there was like six of them hired, LaFleur yeah. and Zach Taylor. At some point you got you hired the sixth worst coach, right? The sixth <laughs> worst offensive mind. The Jets to their credit went out and got one of the elite Defensive minds yeah. to be their head coach. Let me let me counter with this. When Josh Allen
8: was drafted by the Bills, did anybody think he would be the best quarterback from that class?
10: No, but yeah. that also, yeah, he got trashed a ton. And he and, wasn't very
8: good the first year, but year and a half. Don't
10: the Bills and their OC, don't they get a ton of credit for the turnaround, especially the accuracy? Yeah. That's insane. So that's my my thought is. You know, the Niners with Kyle Shanahan, you talk to anyone in the league, they talk about this arrogance that Kyle Shanahan has, which isn't a bad thing, but the arrogance is whoever I take, I feel like I can mold into and and work with. Coach him up. And for whatever reason, Mac Jones seems to be, unless it's a smokescreen, unless there's some reason that, you know, they're worried about, I don't know, it, it, there's some smokescreen there, but, uh, but whoever they take, I feel very confident in for that.
8: Yeah. This whole, like, uh, the, that one of the knocks on Justin Fields is the progressions and he kind of diagnoses defense a little slower than you need to. And he's looking and looking and then he he's holding the ball a little bit long and then he can bail himself out by running and you need to process quickly. What's the coverage? Where's the safety, you know, are they in zone, man, and, and, and they supposedly fields can't do that as quick as some of the other quarterbacks. I, 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 do, I don't know if – I just don't know if Mac Jones needs to diagnose defenses when he's got superstar receivers who can get separation on any quarterback. Like, Mac Jones goes to the 49ers, maybe he fits that system. Uh, maybe. Uh, is he that
9: mobile?
10: I don't remember. Actually, being... no. If you look up his forty time, it'll surprise you. It was. It was um, not bad. I thought it was a four six. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Um, mm. But uh, you know, the thing is, is that there's like shirtless pictures of Matt J- Mac Jones, and everyone just thinks, "Oh, he's not athletic." But uh, is Mac Jones jacked or no? No, he's not at all. At least the the photos that I've is seen. he Tom Brady flabby? Oh, jeez,
8: yeah. <laughs> he's dad bod esque. Wait, um, no, you're right. <laughs> Dad bod-esque Mac Jones. I just I gotta delete my history now. I just searched for Mac Jones shirtless. That's bad. Uh, that
10: is, that's bad. All right, coming uh, up. I guess he wrote a ran a 486.
8: That's not bad. That's, that's not Justin bad.
10: Fields who ran like a 444 four, four, or four. I, five, I swear four. I had heard that he ran a faster 40 than Patrick Mahomes. Well, so listen, TJ Hushmanzada
8: comes in here to do the show after us, up on game, and he's been working with Zach Wilson a lot and says Zach Wilson could probably run a four
10: five forty. That's how great of an athlete he is. I'm very excited
8: about the Zach Wilson.
10: Mahomes um, ran a 4.8.40. Yeah, and uh,
8: Mahomes looks, he plays faster than that. Of course. The play, like run fast versus play fast is so, so different.
11: Um, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
0: live.
13: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
8: Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S., that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com/slash yes2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Um, you guys know I'm I uh like to talk about the Australian basketball team we own and the NBL. I don't know if you saw this news, but this week it was reported that another player has bought into the league. Um, Chris Middleton. Is now an owner of a team in the NBL. His his group uh, is run by Kevin Martin. You guys remember him, the guy who was on um, what Sacramento had like a funky shot. But um, it's kind of a cool league. John Wall is part of an ownership group in there. Uh, Al Harrington, and of course, you know I'm in the group with the New Zealand Breakers. Victor Oladipo, don't know him, haven't met him. Sean Marion know them a little bit, but we're not tight. Uh, Very cool. I will say, uh, they lost last night, and I watched the games on Twitch before I go to bed because obviously the time down under is a significant time difference. But it is pretty cool being a minority owner of a basketball team. And I will say this. I got a new one on the horizon, not basketball. But uh, if all things go well, I'll be able to tell you guys about it next month. Um, Let's quickly go to college basketball for a moment. And I got to give Baylor their dues. Props to Baylor. Covered the spread against Gonzaga easily. Covered five, four and a half, whatever number you got. And then they just beat them down. I mean, they, they, that was a beatdown. An undefeated Gonzaga team gets smoked by Baylor in the championship. And everybody wants to dismiss Gonzaga and say, oh, come on. They were overrated to begin with. Crappy league, blah, blah, blah. I mean, listen, if you guys watched college basketball, you know that's a very, very good Gonzaga team. Did they run out of gas after the overtime thriller against UCLA in the Final Four? One of, by the way, the all-time great college basketball games. It was an incredible game. Thrilling throughout. UCLA never went away. But you could tell watching Gonzaga, man, this ain't a great defensive team. And that's why I I bet Baylor and, you know, Baylor won, won won the championship handily. But I guess my two questions would be, number one, and Gavin and Sam, I know you guys watch College Hoops and bet on it, like just because Gonzaga lost, it doesn't mean they stink. But I guess the bigger question is, does this mean Baylor now belongs in the group of, wow, this is like an all-time great team? Not an all-time great top five, top ten, but in the last 20 years, they've got to be one of the seminal teams, right? I mean, they, when you can destroy an undefeated team like that, you got to be pretty damn good.
10: I feel like I give more credit to Scott Drew and like the coaching mm. job. I just feel like they played really good defense on Gonzaga and uh I do question the all-timeness of all this because I just don't think the 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 sport is as talented as it was mm. because you don't have as many players that have been there for several years. Yeah. I and mean, when you look back at, you know, Ewing and Jordan and like all these guys that were there like I don't know. I, I don't think there's that many elite college basketball teams. I'm not the, the guru on this. Well, the, the funny part is, topic. in that championship game, five
8: guys could go in the first round, right? We know Jalen Suggs is going top five. Davion Mitchell from Baylor, he's 22 years old. But you could tell in the tournament he could play in the league. Jared Butler is only 20 and was, is a really good point guard. Drew Timmy, who did not look good against Baylor, but it was dominant against just about everybody else. He's probably a first-round pick. And then Corey Kispert, who I don't love as a prospect. A lot of people think he's a, a lottery guy. I personally don't see it. Um, that's five guys in the championship game going in the first round. Iowa Sam, you watched a lot of Gonzaga. Where are you on those guys?
15: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there was definitely talent in that title game. Um, uh Those guys, they had a, they had a heck of a year. I mean, they were, a lot of them ended up on the wooden team, you know, like the all wooden team. That's right. And, um, in in terms of, in terms of Gonzaga, I think they just ran out of juice. I really do. I think that they just, they, they squeezed all the juice for that UCLA final four game and they they were tired and they were like, oh, we got another game to play to actually win it all. And, um. And Baylor just got them at the right time. I mean, Gonzaga was really good, and they, they were not overrated. They beat a lot of good teams in the non-conference, yes, and then swept through their their league. But I would definitely say Gonzaga was a fantastic team. They just have that one loss on the record now.
8: Yeah, my barometer is basically that UNLV team that squashed Duke. And then the next season, I think they won 45 games in a row, spanning two seasons. And ultimately, you know, they lost to Duke in the Final Four. but. Could Gonzaga play with that UNLV team? Before the Final Four, I was saying, yeah, why not? After the Final Four, no way. Larry Johnson and Ogman and Anthony and Hunt would destroy them. But then you got to ask, like, how good was that Baylor team? Because if they, remember, they only lost a couple games because of the COVID situation. They got hit hard by COVID, took a dip. Before that, they were, I think, 18-0. And it's like, well, wait a sec. Were they even really pushed in the NCAA tournament? Did anybody come really close to beating them? I, 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 I recall that Baylor team being dominant. Now it was guard heavy, transfer heavy. And the big takeaway, and I talked about this on Straight Fire, is, and we had Jay Billis on uh, last weekend. Basically, the new college basketball model is forget the one and duns. You got to look for transfers, bring in 21 and 22 year old guys. Who are physically mature, and you're gonna be beating a lot of these 18 and 19 year olds. And that Baylor team had three starters who were transfers. That is the new model. You want Houston, which got to the Final Four, had transfers. Um, UCLA, obviously, Johnny Juzang was a high end transfer from Kentucky. Their point guard, Tiger Campbell, was a transfer. Like, you want guys who transferred into the program and are physically mature. And that's where, like, if you look at the transfer list this year, and I know Doug Gottlieb talked a lot about this, like there are so many guys because there's no punishment given COVID for transferring. You don't have to sit out a year. And next year in college basketball, I think could be very, very good. But again, it's like a niche audience. I'm into it in March. Regular season, kind of a tougher sell.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Let's welcome in a guest here. I don't think he's ever been on the show. Maybe a couple years back. He covers the NBA. He's on a serious XM host. You see him on PTI. Frank Isola, NBA Insider. Frank, how are you, man?
16: I've never been on the show, Jason. There's a uh, reason why you've never invited me. Ah, jeez. All right. Well, you but got, don't got the invite try, now. Don't, don't even try to play nice and say I'm not sure. Maybe we have. I don't know. That's actually worse because it's making it seem like the time that I came on, it wasn't that good. It to wasn't you even memorable. Remember. Yes. Exactly. Right.
8: <laughs> well, the timing for this one is really good with the Brooklyn Nets tonight national TV audience for the Lakers. Um, Kevin Durant is back. Still no James Harden. Where are you on the Nets now, uh, Frank, who have ascended to top spot in the East? They're the favorites to win the title. I, I still, there feels like, it, it, I'm just not 100% certain this team will pull it off. Kyrie Irving is the reason,
16: of course. Well, I, and to be fair, Kyrie has been terrific now. He ghosted the team for about two weeks yeah. in January, and then he was gone for a week in March when they went out to the West Coast. But other than that, he has played really well. I think with James Harden being there and playing so well and everything was kind of focused on him. Kyrie playing uh off guard. He's you know, it's I think it's just taken a lot of pressure off him. Remember when LeBron won the title with Kyrie and Kevin Love, you know, Kyrie was the second best player. If they you know, once they get the whole team back, Kyrie's gonna be the third best player on the Nets, which is that's a pretty good third-best player, you can kind of go through these stretches where maybe he's not playing well, maybe he skips a game, and somehow you know, you're know you going to be okay because there's less pressure on him now. There was a lot more pressure on him in Boston, and look how it worked out. They actually did better without him than they did with him when when he was there. But in this, in this role, he's been terrific.
8: Yeah, if this is a guy who could go AWOL from the team and say, I need some personal time off to uh, have my birthday party, who's to say in the postseason he's not going to pull a no-show? Remember, this is a guy who in Boston – uh didn't even sit on the bench for game seven. He said he had some root canal or some 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 BS excuse. I don't know, Frank. I he's the biggest concern for me. I don't know what I'm getting from Kyrie in the playoffs, especially if he is, like you said, the third banana.
16: Yeah, and, and I also I, I think that's a fair point. And I also think, you know, the way the team is covered, I'm not gonna give the beat riders that much of a hard time. But you know, if if Michael Jordan in his prime had missed two weeks in January and then a week in March, or whether it was you know Patrick Ewing during his heyday, or here's another player, LeBron James. If he missed two days in March, I'm sorry, uh, two weeks in January, a week in March, don't you think people are going to be grilling him? Like, what's going on? And what you just suggested to me would be a perfectly fair question. Kyrie, is there a possibility that you're going to have to miss more time during the playoffs. Like, how do you not, nobody knows if, if that's if that's true or not true. And that's kind of been his history. And it, it's it's definitely a major concern, but here's what I would also say about that. If you look at, you know, Kevin Durant put a lot of pressure on himself by coming to Brooklyn. Because if he stays in Golden State, they're going to probably win maybe at least one more championship. And people are going to be upset about the fact that he left Oklahoma City to kind of chase rings there. But it was working out for me. He had two championships and he was a two-time finals MVP. But, the only you know, the only thing that people are going to look at as being successful in Brooklyn is winning a championship. So he's kind of entered that same place where LeBron is. Like anything short of a championship, yeah. fairly or unfairly, is considered a failure. So him and James Harden forcing his way out of Houston and Kyrie Irving wanting to team up with Kevin Durant, they can only do one thing. It's not even about getting to the finals. Yeah. They're going to have to win for this to be successful. So I think they kind of understand That there's a lot of pressure on them right now to to, uh, win the whole thing, if not this year, over the next couple of years.
8: Yeah, staying in the East, Frank, is there a team that you think can really push the Nets? Uh, They don't have a big, obviously, I mean, I I don't think much of LaMarcus Aldridge or Blake at this stage in their career. Uh, Sixers, uh, Bucks. I'm still kind of bullish on the Celtics, who I think present problems on the wings, but who do you think gives the Nets the biggest problem in the East?
16: Well, you know, I still think Milwaukee's kind of being, like, forgotten a little mm. bit. You know, I'm, I'm not so sure they can score with the um, with the Brooklyn Nets, but Drew Holiday, is, that was a great pickup for them. The other team to look out for is Philadelphia, because the times that they played them, the the one time that the Nets were able to shut down, um, Joel Embiid. It was Jared Allen who did the shutting down, and of course, Jared Allen was, in, was included in the trade yeah. for James Harden. Philadelphia is, they they have a big lineup. They got enough scoring out there. They got a big time defender in Ben Simmons. My only issue with Philadelphia is that they've never advanced out of the second round. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, to think that they could take like if they were to play the Brooklyn Nets in the in a conference final. I, just because it, based on experience, I would say Brooklyn. But Jason, also remember this. And I, I appreciate what Doc Rivers said. Doc Rivers said they want to finish with the best record in these. Like, now you're looked at as a crazy person if you actually <laughs> want the regular season to mean something. But by finishing first, then you stay out of the 2-3 hole, which in the second round, you know, it looks like Milwaukee's going to finish third. Yeah. So you'd want to avoid playing them in the second round. Now, I do think eventually Miami's going to move up into that 4-5 so you would get them in the second round. But I don't know. I, I think getting... Uh, number one seed is a big deal and right now it's going to be between the Nets and Philadelphia.
8: Yeah, we're talking with Frank Isola, NBA Insider, serious XM host. Let's go to the West, Frank. I I can't can't take my eyes off the Denver Nuggets. Haven't lost since they got Aaron Gordon. Arguably the best team in the West right now. Uh, I don't know if you are a believer in the Jazz. I I do like the Suns, but I mean, they got so many guys who've never been to the playoffs on their team. Yep. Uh, So where are you right now? And again, we don't know when AD and LeBron are coming back. Could be soon could be another week or two uh but currently are the nuggets the team to beat in the
16: west I I agree now it's you know once lebron does return but that high ankle sprain that's something where you see guys like all it takes is like a little nudge and then they re-injure it so if if both Anthony Davis and LeBron are 100% healthy, I would still make them the favorites. But you you brought up Aaron Gordon, and the big thing there was Aaron Gordon is a guy. He is such a, He's a great athlete, and he's a good defender. You could put him on Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. You could put him on LeBron James, and he could do a reasonably good job. And what he's kind of embraced up to this point is the idea that Jokic and Jamal Murray are going to get a lot of shots. Same thing with Michael Porter Jr. All Aaron Gordon has to do is cut to the basket, and he's going to get three, four dunks a game because Jokic (laughs) will find him. And that I think Aaron Gordon, being a guy that's playing around the rim as opposed to doing what everybody wants to do now, we call it the cha-cha slide three, you know, the crossover dribble, step back, slide to the right, then they take a contested three. As long as he's not taking that awful shot, I think he's worked out. That was the most underrated move at the deadline, because he's kind of filling the role that Jeremy Grant had filled for them last year before he took the money and went to Detroit. That was a great trade, and I I just love the way that they're playing. I think Jokic at this point is going to be the MVP, and why, why can't they be the team to beat?
8: Yeah, that's kind of spicy. Do you have an MVP ballot, ballot, and give me your top three currently, Frank.
16: Now, I have had it over the past you know few years, whether or not the NBA gives it to me this year. I, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. But, uh, but I think I, I'm pretty sure I'll probably get a vote um, it, to me, it was—it looked like it was going to be LeBron because it looked like LeBron wanted to win. If, you, if you're going to be the MVP, you have to want to win it. And LeBron looked like he was going to play between 68 and 72 games. So if LeBron's playing that many games, he was going to be the MVP. Plus, he's got the media in his back pocket, which also kind of <laughs> helps as well. But I think Embiid had a moment, but he missed time. I thought Harden was putting himself in the so-called conversation but now he's going to be out a while. That's why I, I think Jokic is a, is a legitimate candidate at this point. I still think Embiid is in the running. I got murdered for saying that. I, how is Donovan Mitchell not going to finish in the top five? Uh, well, top five, the yeah, best, yeah. Certainly. Right? There's nothing like we vote for five guys. And I think Damian Lillard is up there, too. But right this minute, I would have to give it to Nicole Jokic. But, Jason, you know how it works. The NBA is the only sport where at halftime, of the season opener, we all start talking about MVP. <laughs> NFL, baseball, nobody ever talks about it. In the NBA, we talk about it at halftime of yeah. the first game and we talk about it all the way through the season.
8: Yeah, I think cuz the regular season's so irrelevant that we got to talk MVP <laughs> cuz then you get the big names in there. So you got Jokic one, did it sounds like
16: Donovan Mitchell two. No, I'm not going to put him two. Okay. I'll probably put Lillard two and B third. I'm putting Mitchell either fourth or fifth. Wow. And then then, then I'll see what happens with Harden. He's going to have to come back and play.
8: One name you didn't mention is Giannis.
16: Uh, That's right, him too. But, you know, uh, Jason, the media votes for it, okay? Yeah. We love a good story. So we don't want to vote Giannis now as a three-time MVP. But like I just said, you have to want to win it. Notice how he's being held out of games. I'm not going to say it's a thing. I think that Giannis doesn't want to deal with, with the aggravation of trying to win MVP, then going into the playoffs again, as Giannis, he's never been out of the conference finals and is a three-time MVP. I'm not saying he doesn't want to have a great season. I don't think winning the MVP is first and foremost on his mind. I think it's on the mind of Nikola Jokic. That's for sure. Yeah.
8: Big. All right, Frank, we'll get you out of here on this uh, quickly. Biggest, bigger choker, the Clippers this postseason or the Bucks this postseason? All we've been hearing about these teams is, oh, Giannis, he's so great. Like, can, can you get to the finals? And then, of course, the Clippers, you know, the paper clips I consider them uh, gigantic frauds. But I'm curious, who's the bigger fraud of those two teams?
16: Yeah, and then I thought last year that Kawhi, Kawhi was awful in Game 7. Like, he got a bit of a pass. Everybody got on Paul George because everybody seems to pick on Paul George. And the big thing to remember now with the Bucs, with Giannis, it's not the, to me it's not the three-point shooting. It's the free-throw shooting. Because he draws fouls, and in the playoffs, he doesn't shoot well from the free throw line. That, to me, is going to be the big thing about them. You know what? I'll go with the Clippers, because they've, they've never been to a conference finals in the history of the franchise. So maybe something will happen. Everyone's now is putting it on Rondo, like Rondo will be the difference. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe one of a good series... They'll get knocked out, and we'll all blame Paul George. And once again, Kawhi will skate.
8: Of course. Kawhi Leonard, he's never held accountable by the media. All right, Frank Isola, we'll have you back. Thanks a lot. Great stuff, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend.
16: All right, Jason. Take care.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app,
0: search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
13: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say
8: free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ooh. Well, Jay-Z. It got brighter in here, I O Sam. Did you open the blinds? I think he did. It's a nice Saturday morning out here. In Los Angeles. The San Diego Padres had a no-hitter last night. A bunch of guys in the NBA scored a lot of points. And here we are on a Saturday morning. It's it's so, it's so strange that things are starting to open up because I posted a video from spring break. Again, we were in the desert. And we stayed at a resort where they now have a lazy river and, like, water slides. And... All these people line up to get pool chairs and umbrellas in the water slide area, which doesn't open until like, I think it's 10 o'clock. And all these people line up, you know, adults, they want to get the Primo spots like an hour in advance. And what happens 10 minutes before? You get all these kids who just come up to the gate. They don't want to wait in line, they just want to run. Oh, oh, I'm not sitting down. I'm just going to the water slide and to get inner tubes. And of course, my kids see some of their friends and other kids and they just go up and I'm like, guys, like, that's cutting. And some of the adults cared, but most of them didn't. I will say this. There was nearly an altercation over pool chairs. Because what happens, and I guess nobody cares about this, but you guys no, will be going on vacation. No, people This is interesting. So everybody wants to just go down at 7 o'clock or 645, throw some towels on chairs and lock them up. Well, They have a rule here where if you are not there for 10 minutes, they're taking the towels off. And a lot of people still think that they can just go down there at 645 and lock up chairs. So by, I get down there at 745 the first morning, I'm like, damn, there's nothing available. This is crazy. And the security goes, no, no, these people I've been monitoring, they haven't been here. So I'm taking their stuff. I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) You know, we got primo (laughs) seats. But then I'm like, well, shucks, who's going to come back and look for their spot? (laughs) And you know, I mean, I, I work out and I'm wearing a tank top. So, like, I, I, I'm i not trying to brag. You got the gun God. show out. So, I I mean, I don't think it's going to be like an altercation. But I see this girl come up, this, like, teenage girl, and she's on the phone with her dad. She's like, Dad, our stuff is gone. I don't see our stuff. And I'm like, oh, shucks. She's talking about us. So then she comes back, but her mom is with her. And they're, like, standing, like, six or seven feet in front of me. I'm reading my book, but I have the shades on. I could see them. And they're like, oh, I guess they took our stuff. And so, no issue. The next day, it was a dad who came back from Starbucks with his son. And I had gotten two of his chairs, and someone else got the other two. So, I'm sitting there, and the dad comes up, and he's like, no, 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 these are our seats. And I don't say anything. The other guy, who was a little sheepish, was like, well, you got to talk to the security. They moved. And he's like, no, no, that's, and he said, horse bleep, with his little teenage kid there. And I was like, oh, this guy's a little upset. And I was like, yeah, they said, you know, they were moving the stuff. You hadn't been here for a while. And he got, like, angry. I mean, listen, I'm not going to get in a fight at a pool over chairs. But the guy next to me was definitely a little nervous because he's, like, looking around for – hoping security would
10: bail him out. I'm just sitting there reading. The the thing is, is, like, at what point in your life, like, when you're in a movie theater – you never think you can just go get popcorn and have no one else there. And yeah, come that back doesn't to your work. Seat. It doesn't work like that. Leave it, your kid there. Even if you leave your purse, it's like that person's just gonna put your purse down. Like, yeah, you know you can't do that. And and then some lady pipes up and was like,
8: you know, you you were gone for like twenty five minutes, and I guess she had like seven chairs locked up, and the guy finally storms off. Um, I'm not gonna get in an altercation over over pool chairs, but I will say this: things are opening up now. We're starting to get back to normal. Like the guy had pulled down his mask to say, "Oh, this is horse," you know. <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there like uh, whatever, I'm
10: not, uh, you know. But uh,
8: listen, uh, it, uh, I'm just saying, like we're gonna get back to normal. Everybody's nice. Thing
10: will be there are aspects of the lockdown that we will miss. Like yeah, no, no, traffic, no, definitely. We we will miss the the open roads out here. And some of, the, some of the jerks you come across at, at water parks or whatever. Yeah.
8: yeah. All right. So I didn't get to pour some alcohol out or, or orange juice, I should say, for Sam Darnold. But um, we should do that. Sam Darnold, era in New York over. Uh, DMX is passing. We got a lot to do in the final hour.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, Jason McIntyre. High noon on the East Coast. 9 a.m. out west. Sunny morning. Beautiful weekend. April is here. Hope everybody had a, a, a banner Easter weekend last weekend. And uh, Final Four was good. There's always this lull after college basketball. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Like, yes, baseball starts up and it's always exciting. The first couple games, uh, a couple tape measure home runs. Did you, you guys see the video of the pitcher who was using the substance in his uh, glove? It was Trevor Bauer. No, no, this was some oh. other pitcher. I know, Bauer got popped, but there was someone else. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, it definitely, it was obvious that he was doing something with his glove. And this is baseball. You know, people cheat, and now you got the Masters. And there's some NBA. It's kind of, um, you know, the spring is like a transitional month. And you, when you factor in things opening up after COVID, I don't know if you saw this. And, you know, if Gavin and I got this by the censors of the powers that be, we could probably talk about it. But um, big story in New York. And yeah, this probably pertains to sports a little bit in that state lawmakers passed a budget that raised the personal income tax on individuals. If you make over a million dollars, Um, Your taxes are going way up. And now the wealthiest New York residents, think football, think basketball, they will face the highest combined local and state personal income tax in the country, surpassing California. Now, I don't want to spin free agency forward too much. Okay, we're still a long way from NBA free agency. The Knicks are playing well. Thibodeau has them, I think, eighth in the East. And there is some chatter that maybe they're close to bringing in a free agent and getting back to being the Knicks of old. But there is this thing happening in New York. Obviously, COVID hit New York badly. Um, and, and you know, credit to Gavin. He was early on this. The guy, uh, who Cuomo, what's his name? Andrew Cuomo? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't know. He, the, his brother is like on uh, Chris Cuomo's a brother. And, and like, the the governor of New York uh, is Andrew Cuomo, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah. he's a clown. That guy is in deep
10: trouble. Um, And New York just handled everything poorly, right? Yeah. Um, By the way, uh, do you think Zach Wilson will refuse to go to New York? No, he will not. He will probably live in New Jersey. He will probably live in Jersey
8: or live in, um, you know, that wealthy county right outside of New York City where everybody, Westchester County. You're not going to live in the city now. The taxes are going through the roof. But the city's, listen, it'll ultimately bounce back, but I don't think anytime soon. I I can't see Zach Wilson living in the city. Um, I don't know if he's married. He's a young guy. But a lot of these athletes, they live in Jersey. It's just cheaper. And I, I'm just curious as to what's going to happen. Now you do see Florida. um coming out and saying, hey, New, New Yorkers, come on down to Florida. No state income tax. Just three hours away. Florida's always been a great destination uh, for free agents, just as California has been. People like the warm weather. But, you know, I even talked about this. Arizona, keep an eye on the Phoenix Suns. And I know people don't want to think, ah, taxes that don't play a part. Guys, it definitely is a factor. Think about it. If you're the New York Knicks and the taxes are going up, And you're a free agent. Now, I want to take a quick pause in this. And, um, you know, Colin Cowherd has his uh, new podcast. And he had, I think it was Maverick Carter on recently, who was taking some subtle jabs at the guys who are now running the Knicks front office, as if to say, Hey, I'm going to steer my—he basically was saying, like, Derek Rose was mismanaged early in his career. I'm sorry, Allen Iverson was mismanaged early in his career. Or Iverson would be a one of the biggest stars, still selling massive shoes the way Jordan does. And it just so happens, of course, that Iverson's early agents are now running the Knicks, Leon Rose. And are the Knicks going to be able to get free agents? So now not only are you kind of battling the tax situation—and this does matter, folks— it really does. Like, there's a reason, and not just the taxes. But the owner is a buffoon who nobody likes. When was the last time the Knicks got a real good free agent? Remember, Rip Bucher was saying, oh, Kevin Durant's going to the Knicks, going to the Knicks. I don't even think Kevin Durant seriously considered the Knicks. And the NBA is better when New York is better. It's the number one media market for TV ratings. The NBA has been missing Chicago. They have been missing New York. Now, Brooklyn, obviously, will bring in some of that. But I, I, I don't know how much of that um, Brooklyn will bring as opposed to straight-up New York. Like, NBA's just been in some trouble. And uh, ultimately, I think this will be a really good playoffs for the league. But in the offseason, the big question will be, can the Knicks lure free agents? Now, can the Jets? Well, if you guys look, the Jets' draft capital I talked about this earlier, 21 picks in the next two drafts. They essentially pressed the reset button when they said, hey, you know what, we're taking Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, it's over. And and I'm sure you guys will throw this in my face. And what's that um, Twitter account? Old takes exposed or cold, freezing cold takes, whatever. Yeah, I love Darnold. I thought he was going to be successful. I thought he had a chance to be the first Jets franchise quarterback in forever. Didn't work out. It didn't help that after one year with Todd Bowles, they fired Bowles and you bring in a new offensive coordinator so you have to learn a new offense. Darnold had 38 starts. It just didn't happen for him. That doesn't mean it can't or won't in Carolina. As a matter of fact, it might. Do you know who the offensive coordinator in Carolina is? A guy by the name of Joe Brady. He kind of made Joe Burrow at LSU. Carolina was not bad last year. They were not awful. They finished poorly. Bridgewater really struggled down the stretch. But when you look at Joe Brady, you look at Christian McCaffrey, you look at Robbie Anderson, who, by the way, played two years in New York with Darnold, they've got some weapons on that team. I think they lost Curtis Samuel. I don't know where he ended up. Um, they lost him in free agency. But ultimately, this is a pretty good... Carolina offense, they've got some talent. I could totally, where'd he go? Washington. Washington, they got Curtis Samuel. I mean, ultimately, you know, D.J. Moore is a nice young player. Sam Darnold's going to be okay. But, Jason, how can you say that when he sucked with New York? Well, yeah, 38 starts. Had no, the infrastructure around him was terrible. Initially, he had no offensive line. Then they get like six offensive linemen in free agency last year try to throw them together. The Le'Veon Bell roll was move was a disaster. Adam Gaze, who I really thought was going to be good. I really did bol- believe Peyton Manning when he said Adam Gaze is, is a great offensive mind. Personally, I blame Peyton Manning for Adam Gaze more than anything. He's the one who hyped Gaze. And listen, Gaze did pretty well in Miami. He got them to the playoffs with Tannehill and um Matt Moore after Tannehill got hurt. So yeah, Gaze did all right in Miami, but... He wasn't under the microscope and not as many people were aware of how much of a disaster the locker room was in Miami. There was some chatter about it, but it wasn't like a massive story. It was terrible in New York. It was toxic. So you couldn't have Darnold with a third coach. With a third offense. Like, that just doesn't make sense. The GM did not draft Darnold. He wants to get his own guy. It's not really that different. Like, uh, let's say a, uh, a a radio show program director gets the job. He has in his mind who he wants for his lineup. He may say, I like this guy in Tampa. I want to bring this guy from Des Moines, Iowa. I'm betting on these guys. I follow them. I want them to be the guys I ride or die with. And you're going to sink or swim on your hires. It's no different than an NFL GM. You're going to be tied to your quarterback. Joe Douglas is betting that Zach Wilson is going to be the guy. The Mormon Mahomes is going to carry the Jets to greatness. Now, obviously, they go out and they spend on Corey Davis, the number two receiver. I don't know if Denzel Mims, the kid that they drafted out of Baylor, can be a one. But Douglas drafted him last year. He was hurt. He was, I would say, a disappointment because he didn't play much. Second round pick. So they're going to spend probably some draft capital on another receiver. I mean, they have 21 picks. They can take a lot of flyers. You got a new coach in Robert Salah. By the way, is it
10: Salah or Robert Salah? I don't really know how to pronounce it. I think it's Salah. I think it is, but I always end up saying Salah. Yeah, as do I. Because
8: you say how it looks. like Baylor had that kid uh, coming off the bench with a mullet. Matthew M-A-Y-E-R. And I think that's the same way John Mayer spells his name, but this guy Matthew Meyer, that's how he pronounces John it. John so. Mayer
10: spells it with an A. M A Y E R, right? Yeah, yeah.
8: And but this guy Myers Baylor, Leonard. Oh, Myers Leonard is yeah. also different. Yeah. By the way, he's like out of the NBA now, after uh-huh. he made those comments on Twitch.
3: Uh-huh.
8: Uh, I think he made a, a, a said like an ethnic
10: slur, and the Heat traded him, and wherever he got traded to, they cut him. Meanwhile, Deshaun Jackson can do the same thing in the NFL. Yeah. Traded four. The Rams just brought him in. They said, Yeah, we want more of that. Interesting. He
8: I guess I don't he's has been Brandon
10: Cooks. Yeah,
8: there's a there's clearly some double standards out there. Yeah. Clearly.
13: I well, mean Myers guys, Leonard
8: yeah. uh you know never really did anything in the in NBA. He's always been like, oh, a seven
10: footer who can shoot. He's got potential. But Deshaun, that's my thought on Deshaun Jackson, is he's gonna give you what, one game? With yeah, he one got touchdown hurt all got the time. Hurt? By yeah. the way, remember when he was dumped by
8: Chip Kelly because of the gang connections. Do you remember that?
10: I don't actually remember that. Yeah, it, it was remember a Remember the story. Austin Hooper thing? Or, well, no, not Riley Cooper. Riley, Riley Cooper, Cooper. Not yeah. Austin I Hooper. will
8: fight. And then he said some yeah. stuff that
10: was very bad. Um, yeah, oof. Um, yeah, I don't know. How I took know. us off there. Um, okay. I, do, I, do, I do. I like going say, down random I, Well, I do think it's interesting. You know, the top five quarterbacks. I saw the Ringer did this thing where they ranked the best 15 uh, quarterbacks taken the top five over the past ten years, and the list is pretty bad. Like at fifteen, you have Blake Bortles. At oh, number one, on. you have Cam Newton. I think the top three were Cam pa- Newton, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Kyler Murray were the best three top five pick quarterbacks. Because I was thinking Justin wait Herbert, minute, but Herbert, minute, minute, Herbert was six. Kyler Murray was yeah. the third best top five quarterback. Yeah, in the last ten years, it, because a lot of the a lot of the, like uh, Russell Wilson. yeah, it wasn't top five, right? So Deshaun Watson was not, Mahomes was not. Yeah. So a lot of the top five quarterbacks, you have like Bortles. Wait, how can you put Kyler Murray ahead of Jared Goff? What do you mean? I mean, Jared Goff has been in the league. He's done way more. Why?
8: Well, Kyler Murray has more upside. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he's been
10: in the playoffs multiple times. But that's not because of Jared Goff. I think he's he's been good enough. To Did you watch his rookie season? He was 0 I mean Owen Seven. That was Jared Goff and then Sean McVay comes in and, and awesome. take yeah. I mean I I can't believe you would take Jared Goff over Kyler well, Murray. No no no, that see that I would say that's different. I would take Kyler Murray over
9: Goff, but, but that's
8: their
10: so far their career. Are we that? they're not talking done, they're talking oh. about the like as a as a quarterback, like as the player not not their career yeah. a resume well, I would never take Cam Newton over Andrew Luck Well I think because they're factoring in that yeah he won an MVP Andrew Luck injury issues and then out of the league retired you know So I think I think that's where that comes in it's interesting though you know a lot of the best you know quarterbacks, quarterbacks didn't go yeah. didn't go top 5
8: And I wonder if there's that chip on the shoulder thing you know and that's why a lot like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Um, well, you think about it. Who's drafting in the top five?
10: The really bar- bad teams. Yeah. So, the, the, the worst teams, the worst owners. The worst um, situations. That's why the Niners make it so interesting. They might be the best ro- non-quarterback roster in the league. In the league. is there Chargers, a- too. No, but they ha- well, yeah, you're right. Before last year, but now they have a quarterback, so you yeah. take them out of the mix. And Herbert was not top five, right? No, he was number six. That's why I was sitting there going, "Whoa, I'm surprised." But no, yeah, he was number six. Tua. Tua's is at the bottom of that list. Uh, Joe Burrow, so you know he was he was one of the top. I yeah, think, he's seven. got a
8: lot of potential. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you don't really think that most of the best quarterbacks—Aaron
10: Rodgers, Russell Wilson, a lot of these guys did not go. Like- Tom yeah, Brady, as we know.
8: Huh. Yep. Had not thought about that. Good shout-out to the ringer.
10: Interesting stuff.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search
0: FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage,
8: Back here on Fox Sports Radio. I think I know this. Who sings this, uh, Iowa Sam? I swear I know this. My daughter knows this song. Mood. Okay. Thank you. Um. You know, I think that uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to th- think of how to articulate this. So, Gavin and I sometimes have some really interesting conversations. We had one earlier, essentially about hard work. And I'm not going to sit here and brag about I work hard. Everybody works hard. I hope. That's the only way to get ahead, guys. So, as I said, we just went to uh, the desert for a few days for spring break. I'm like, I'm not going to tell Fox. That I can't do my work. So I talked to cowherds people. Hey, I'm going to be at this hotel. Let's run a test so I can do my hit from the hotel. I've got to bring my podcast equipment to do straight fire. And, you know, this was a fun little getaway. And the wife's like, listen, we need to start planning some summer trips. I was like, listen, okay, I get it. A lot of people want to go to Hawaii. We've got some friends there now. I can't say their names because, you know, school stuff. We have friends going to Hawaii. They're like, oh, you should come. We got this hotel, blah, blah, blah. It's great, all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, when? And then I look at the calendar. Gavin, did you know the NBA playoffs are pushed way back?
10: I did year? not know that. No.
8: Yeah. Like usually the NBA playoffs are done like first week, maybe two or June, right?
10: They're pushed way back. I love that. Into deep two? Well, I <laughs> I'm don't. Down. I mean, once <laughs> school's out.
1: We well, want to get okay, away. but I'm so, down
10: for our industry to have a, a deeper summer yes, of NHL no, come down. Because things get really bleak in June and July. You can't
8: talk baseball three months in. So I tell the wife, like, okay, I mean, look, we could do that, but I've got to bring my podcast equipment to Hawaii. I'm going to have to do whatever hits they need me to do because that's the job. Like, this is what I got into. Like, I like sports also. I really do. And I had to look at what time is it in Hawaii, it's, which is three hours behind California. So I'm like, okay, NBA games usually end at, oh man. So like right before dinner, if we go to Hawaii, then I'll have to take time to do the podcast or maybe we could do it even later. Like, I, I don't know. I'm I, This is my way of just saying like, the only way you're going to get ahead is just to work your butt off. And I know that, people will push back and say, well, I want to have fun. I want to live my life. Good. That's fine. You can do both.
10: You can work your tail off and then you can also have fun, but you can't really, really have fun all the time and not want to work a lot. Anyone that thinks that we just talk sports for a living and and we don't work hard. Almost everyone in this business has multiple things going on. You've talked about it before. There's no longer people that are just beat writers. You know, usually You're working in multiple different platforms, right? You know, a lot of the production staff here have multiple. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you've been doing double duty with Gottlieb show for over a month. Right. And there's other podcasts I work on as well. Yeah. You yourself have your own podcast with iHeart. So I'm saying like, yeah, everyone's wired differently. um, But you see it a lot in sports too. The guys that put in the most work. The yeah. guys like the uh, Dwayne Haskins are going to be out of the league quicker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were, my, my my son was like, you know, boy, dad, like,
8: you have a really good, fun job. You get to talk about sports all the time. You know, he's, he was at this resort talking to some of the his buddies, and they were talking about sports. And he's like, oh, yeah, my dad did this and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's like the best job ever. I'm like, yeah, Bryce, you understand that a lot of people want this job. Thus, I have to read a lot. I have to pay attention to a lot of this stuff, watch a lot of it, and be original and fresh or you're replaced pretty quickly, you know? And I start looking at the NFL draft and the same thing applies. Like, Gavin, you're spot on. Like, Dwayne Haskins, I mean, good luck. Jamarcus you know, Russell. A Jamarcus lot of these, Russell. Yeah. Hey, uh, you you pointed this out. Lamar Jackson. I, I, didn't, I don't follow him on the gram, so I didn't notice this. But his profile... First of all, he doesn't mention the Ravens in the profile. And like his last 10 posts, no images of the Ravens. But if you scroll down, you'll see some. And then he's in his profile picture, he's burning some newspaper saying he can't deliver or something. And I wonder how that contract negotiation is going with the Ravens. Because Dak just got 40 mil. Lamar's got an MVP under his belt. Um... Lamar has been to the playoffs three times. He's won one game.
10: Is he a $40 million a year guy? I, I, You know what Lamar Jackson's slogan is? Nobody cares, work harder.
16: <laughs> I do like that.
10: <laughs> it all ties together. I do like that. And by and... the way, I do. I, I would give Lamar. I think he's easily one of the most talented players I've ever yeah. seen. And I think everyone... Has a different path, right? And maybe the same thing that they're talking about Justin Fields, the progression. He's dealing with maybe some of the same stuff yeah. with the passing offense. Hey, and listen, you, uh, look at the receivers Dak Prescott got.
8: Okay, they went out and got Amari Cooper. Who did they get? Dak, uh, Lamar
10: Jackson, Marquise Hollywood Brown, like a five foot nine receiver. Come on, they did get. Sammy Watkins. I think that was their... Oh, they got him this yeah. summer. Yeah. Okay. Which is is important. He's a big-bodied wide receiver. Yeah, he, he can go Hopefully deep. Hopefully he can Lamar stay can healthy. Yeah.
8: But I bring I bring up Lamar because I'm looking at the draft positions, and you can bet on the draft. Oh, yeah. Now, this is interesting to me. A lot of people are saying, hey, Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith are definitely going in the top 10. Devonta Smith, over, under, 11.5 is where he could go. Now, I'm, I've been steadfast in this. I'm not taking Smith or Waddle in the top ten. They are small guys. Now, Jamar Chase over under is six. Kyle Pitts is five and a half. So, I right now, everybody believes that it's going to go Pitts, then Chase. One of those two could fall. The other one I want to point out that, that's super interesting is Trey Lance. Over under six and a half. How could who's taking so him in the someone's, top
10: Someone's someone's trading up to get him, right? I someone's think that going be. to four Atlanta spot to get Trey Lance. That 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 would be my assumption. Interesting. It,
8: uh, who's trading up to get a twenty-year-old quarterback who played at North Dakota State and has sixteen career starts?
10: See, Carolina still has the eighth pick, right? Yeah, and they're they're actually expected to still take a quarterback, even though Sam Darnold's there. I've seen a lot of people mm. think that. Well, they
8: did pick up Sam's fifth year, so that that could make sense, right? You you get Darnold
10: for two years. Trey Lance ain't going to be ready, and then get more of a project at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. And then the the Kyle Pitts thing. I would take, you know, I, I'm seeing under five and a half, over under five and a half. I I would take the under on that. I think because. Look, he's the he's easily the best tight end prospect. The yeah. drop off is way what, worse. What
8: becomes interesting is you're right. Now I'm rethinking this because of the the Falcons trade. Right? If the Falcons take Sewell at four, great. If they trade out a quarterback's going four, and then is Sewell go five to the to the Bengals, because you said they need offensive line and they do. Yep. So then everybody drops down a peg. Then then uh, Kyle Pitts overhits, and uh, Jamar Chase overhits. Now, what's interesting is plus money for the over on,
10: on Pitts and Chase. Interesting. The cool thing is with these, if you can find a book to parlay some of these, because some of them you can say, well, will the Atlanta Falcons trade out? Well, if that happens, then a quarterback is probably going to be going there. So you could, you could kind of tie some yeah. of these together, or you could bet them singularly and just bet, okay, Falcons are going to trade. And
8: cor- you, you first know five? how there's yeah. in-game betting in college basketball. Oh, I yeah. did a lot of that in the tournament. You can't in-game bet the NFL draft. These come down. And these, by the way, you can't get down a ton of money. Because, you know, I don't even think you can get down $10,000 on some of these. I don't think you can. Like, who will be selected first? Jamar Chase plus 143. Kyle Pitts minus 171. That's saying strongly that Pitts is going. Um probably four or five. But there is a scenario where if somebody trades to four for Trey Lance, Jamar Chase goes to Burrow at five and then Pitts falls to six to Miami, but they have Giseki or Giseki, uh, the tight end. Do you get two tight ends for Tua and like make it easy on him? Does Tua push
10: for Smith or Waddle? Um, what What is so interesting is I'm looking at Justin Fields over under is three and a half. Mac Jones is at eight and a half. Wow. They're saying that they think this is a smokescreen and the Niners are really going to take Justin Fields. That's on the Action Network.
8: Okay. I mean, there are a lot of books out there, depending on what state you're in. Obviously, there's the offshore. There's the locals. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I'm not buying (laughs) Mac Jones. Sorry.
11: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: Every time Kevin Durant picks up the phone in his pocket and goes on there, he's just getting mother-effed and everything bad, and you're the worst person on the planet and blah, blah, blah.
9: Is that right? Of course it's not right. So why should so but he does?
8: So he, you say he's sensitive. I I don't have any problem with him firing back.
9: He does, but for for his own. I'm just saying for his own psychological well being. Just checking your mentions and living in that world. It has to be just exhausting. I, would agree I can't with that. imagine
8: it. Yeah, but, I used to work with somebody who uh, did that, and it, it was exhausting. It just the negativity around mm-hmm. it is just terrible. And like if you're if you don't have um, you know kids, a wife you're living with your family something
9: to take you away from that oh so true that's you're just a be, you're point. just gonna see that crap all the time and and you fire back at these guys and, and it turns out that they only have like seven followers yet they've sent 117 thousand yeah. tweets if and you, oh hang on jason hang on <laughs> you have been blocked by kevin durant me uh, no i have oh you really yeah i guess he listens to the show no i'm just kidding wow Wouldn't oh. be but that's surprised, the thing though. is he gives so much credit
10: to people that are not credible and I think that's yeah. where the sensitivity comes in. Well,
8: I, I will say, do you guys want a staggering number? Uh, you can actually see on Twitter how many people you've blocked. I think. Um,
9: that you have blocked? Oh, yeah. Or have blocked you? Uh, I don't know if you could see how many have blocked Because I'd really be interested in who's blocked an individual sure person. <laughs> I, I don't know where to find
8: this, but I'm telling you, I looked this up, and I think I've blocked over, like, 500 people on Twitter. Wow. It might be way more than that.
9: It's interesting because I have never—I have a policy that I do not block anybody on Twitter. Really? Yeah, no, it's true. But I'm, I'm curious, though. I'm not saying one thing's better than another. But, Jason, what is your criteria for blocking someone on Twitter? I mean, if someone's going to say something
6: mean
8: or dumb or—like, I don't know them, and they're just saying, you're an idiot, like, I just block them. I don't need that. I don't need to open my phone, look on social media, and see— Irrelevant Joe with four followers um, and you look at his timeline and all he's doing is attacking sports media people. He's just like saying the same thing to every single person. You suck. You don't know anything. You're the worst. Bleep you. um, You were wrong. Like
10: You're not adding anything to the conversation. My argument would be to mute them because when you block them, they think they've won. Right. No, no. I do mute as well. But I, I just think the mute is infinitely more powerful because you don't have to see it. And you don't give them the satisfaction of thinking that they got to. Yeah, but the other the only problem with that is then they can still see your tweets.
8: I don't even want them knowing I exist. Oh, if that's okay. the kind of person you are, okay, I have the number. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I've blocked 2141 <laughs> people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean I <gasps> now listen, wow. a lot of those were from the Toronto Raptors video. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, they are headed That's great to for out. your brand though. Well, yeah, they hate me in Toronto. Um muted. Oh, muted 2151. So I've muted more people than I've blocked. Yeah. So 4,000 people, just, I don't see your stuff. You're
9: yelling at me into a void. I don't care. I'm just impressed from a productivity standpoint that you have taken the time to block over 2,000 people.
8: I'm more impressed. Do you know how easier it is to just block somebody than to actually
10: read their stuff all all the time? It's like a massive waste. I just realized something, because I was thinking about it, like... What is the demographic of like how, what is the the male to female split on Twitter? I, doesn't oh, it seem it's, it's gotta, gotta be, like be like 85 male, 15? right? Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's pretty wild to think about. Now, I've been on
8: in my nerdy defense, I've been on there January 2009. So 12
10: years. Oh, geez. Do you know anyone in your life that isn't in the media or isn't in sports that is on Twitter? Just a random, like, okay, hold on. you have a isn't bank
9: accountant friend, Jim Nance.
10: Oh, yeah. A lot of my you friends do. are not on Twitter Yeah, at all. they're not, right? Because yeah. I don't know anyone. Any, none of my fiancé's friends or my friends. Like, none of them are on none them. Of, They're not on Twitter. They don't yeah. know about what's trending. And and- I, you know, I want to do an experiment
8: this summer. If I dropped it for a week, didn't I deleted the app from my phone, would I, how much time would I be getting back to myself? Because how many times do you open it just to check what's happening? Any news, okay, I'm going to close it. If you do five of those pickups a day— at 3 minutes a pop, 15 minutes a day. Do you know how
10: much Jason like, has, other crap you, you could do with it. Did you ever finish that book Sapiens? <laughs> this is sad. No, okay. I have not you know I like, didn't like the last 50 pages. But honestly, the reason you didn't finish it is because you're spending an hour a day on Twitter. If you didn't do the Twitter and spend an hour on the book, you'd finish that book. Yeah.
9: That's interesting you guys are talking about this. I literally just went and do non-work Twitter detox about a week ago because I was nice. so bad at that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
10: No, you're 100% right. Um, I've been off. trying to do that. like just were you, a I little thought more. you were off there. Well, I'm off Twitter, but I'm saying not consuming. Th- I, I want to read more, and so I'm trying to consume less television or whatever it is, internet stuff, and and, and just do a little more read. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. At least 10 pages a day. You know. No, that's good. It's just that a way to really do good. it. It's
11: Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmer's Insurance Fox Sports Radio studio. Call Farmer's today for a quote. So, I st- I still like going to the movies as opposed to um, watching at home, but I'm very, very bullish on being able to watch movies from home, if that makes any sense. Like, I like the idea of a movie experience, but I, I I, don't know if I'll be able to go back anytime soon. This is interesting. Movies with the greatest difference between Rotten Tomatoes and audience ratings. Number one, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I like that movie.
10: I, I mean, it was controversial because it changed a lot of... A lot of the history of Star Wars and stuff. Captain Marvel, have you seen that? Yeah. Any good? Terrible movie. Awful. Did the I'm guessing the critics loved it, audience hated it. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. The, the so what this one. is, Jason, is oh yeah, I know. Okay, you're <laughs> if uh, this was a different show, we would call it the woke critics, right? <laughs> That's what it is. It's the ghost the all female Ghostbusters. I'm sure the uh, I that tried to Ocean's watch a few eight. minutes of that oceans 8 is probably on there did not make it yeah, okay. um ghostbusters i tried to watch some of that it's painful yeah because the thing you want in a comedy is it for it to be funny yeah and when it's not funny it's not a good movie so. um
8: contagion i don't
10: contagion? know that one contagion? matt contagion? damon i don't know that
8: one it, it, yeah i think you know it. contagion it, contagion yeah. i don't know that movie i was saying you know contagion
10: what, uh, Isaac, do you know contagion? I, Isaac is not here. What it, it reminds me of, uh, what was the Matt Damon scientist movie or astronaut? Where he goes
8: to the moon or whatever. Yeah, that movie's
10: good. Yeah, uh, that's, I don't know the it, name it made of me that. think of, but I don't know. How do you
8: not know contagion? It's basically where this um disease comes back from, of course, Asia, and um, Gwyneth Paltrow gets it, gives it to somebody, she was married to Matt Damon. Um, and it spreads quickly and they have to shut down all this. So is
10: that one where the audience hated it and critics loved it or critics hated it, audience Critics folks? hated it, audience loved it. I personally like that. Anytime it's on, I watch it. I am
8: very um, end of days. I'm into that stuff. Um, I don't know. I can't really explain why, and I'm trying to understand. By the way, have you guys done 23 Me?
10: Yeah, we have. You've done it? Yeah.
8: I mean, I'm fascinated. By, like, where we came from and, like, going back a couple generations, what our families were doing. Because there are quirks about me. I'm not going to reveal all of them on the radio. That I just don't know where they're from. And my brother has the same quirks. And it's like, at what point in our family's history did something happen and that's why this is how we kind of are? Do you ever think about that stuff or not really?
10: Not really that so much. Um, I was interested in where my family came from. We're primarily Scottish actually. Our okay. name Kinzel actually comes from the Keith clan in, in Scotland. So we actually have a like a, a crest. Like, oh wow. Yeah. So uh my fiance when she was over there over in Scotland and Ireland last two years ago, she was able to get me like some memorabilia of my family's crest really th- yeah so i had a great keychain wow. for a while it actually wore off but yeah some, some <laughs> cool stuff wait so uh your parents and their parents Just were they their... born here or scotland well eventually they, uh, if you go back far enough they were from scotland and then emigrated over here yeah. wow see it's a little
8: tougher for us because my family's from the caribbean and they don't keep track of records over right there, yeah. like they do here i was the first born in my family in america so you know, I I want to try to know as much. of I mean, my mom is one of nine. And, like, I I met her mom, but I never met her dad. He passed away way, way back. And, like, you know, I never met my dad's dad. I met my dad's mom. And, like, just it's tough to go back when your family's not born here. And, like, I, I'm just super interested in it. um, And I did wonder, like, why am I so into sports? Because neither of my parents were into sports. Neither of them really played. And eventually my dad tells me, oh yeah, no, it's no surprise at all. My dad, my grandpa, was like this huge soccer player in the islands and would like travel to different islands and play. He was into sports. And hopefully my dad's not listening. Um, My dad was not good at sports when his dad pushed him into it and that drove a wedge between them. And it was like he wanted his kid to be good at sports. And I'm like seeing that with my kids and I'm like, Okay, I don't want that to happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, I am still into sports and do a lot of sports and show them. Like you have to be active and this say you can make friends and you know, do be outside.
10: And it's like you know, they're into it but I don't think they're as into it as me. I I, just, I was never into watching sports that much as a kid. I was really into playing sports. Yeah. Played a lot of soccer. I didn't get into the television like viewing and and obsessing over sports more yeah, until high school actually <laughs> way wow. later a lot of yeah everyone's different you See, know? that's what you were the comic i played thing. football i played football freshman year and didn't watch football like really? you know what i mean yeah so like, I did didn't. you struggle to learn like the plays and all that stuff yeah my dad goes oh you should be a tight end so i went out for tight end had no idea what i was and doing. you made it i made it on the freshman team yeah which is i didn't go into varsity or anything but,
16: still yeah. though i mean no, to make a freshman team that's pretty yeah, cool.
10: yeah yeah
8: uh, all right, it's been a good show today. Thank you, Gavin, Iowa, Sam, Chris, Isaac, checking in. Uh, our social media maven. I think he's overtaking you in that role, Sam. Uh, <laughs> he's just I, I, Isaac's all over what's happening on Twitter and all that. Uh, coming up next, up on game. Don't tweet at me, folks, because I think I'm going to try to go tweetless this, this today. After I tweet out the show, I'll be on the gram because that's just more fun. Sorry, uh, everybody. Have a fun weekend. We will catch you next Saturday. Remember, straight.
0: Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
5: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs>
0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for two and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with Amex.
13: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A and E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya. Searching for something extreme?